The following podcast is rated R. No ifs, ands, or buts. Meaning, listener discretion advised. Welcome to another edition of Two From Hell. I'm Anthony T. And I'm Director Andrew. How's everything going, Andrew? It's going good, man. I hear we have some special guests this episode. We do. We do. I'll let you introduce them. Go ahead. You guys can introduce yourselves. Okay, I'm Chandra Ackerbloom. I also play the part of Erin. And I'm Tim Connolly, and I play the part of Steve. Oh, nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you. <laughs> to meet you. My first question is, um, how was it working on set with Andrew? I heard he's very difficult to work with. Not at all. Uh, he was very easy to work with, and uh, you know, I think he had a vision um, for what he wanted to do, and one of the nice things was he asked, I saw him asking around about, uh, you know, different ways to uh, shoot some of the shots. He looked for others' opinions, which was something different. So I was impressed by that. Sounds like a good dude. Even, even though I, I, know I picked on opinion. him the entire time, so. <laughs> oh, and for anybody that didn't know, Chandra also did the makeup, too. Mostly on me. You did all the blood. It was just myself. (laughs) I can't wait for everybody to see the um, the four scenes. Just you know, poor Tim. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Chandra did all the um, like the makeup, like the bruising, and um, all that good stuff. And the rock. And the rock. (laughs) We had a. um, It was funny. We had a foam brick. And uh, I, I had it there, and I ended up painting it, like, gray. And we, we put it in the room, and I'm like, this... She goes, this doesn't really... Uh, who, someone... Me- I don't remember who mentioned it, but, it's like, it's very glossy. And I'm like, shit, well, maybe... Yeah, it was me. I was like, it's not it's not rocky enough. It needs to be more rock-like. I'm going to go make it more rock-like. <laughs> like, I'm going to go make it look ro- more look like a rock. I'm like, okay, cool. And then uh, <laughs> she made a, a, you know, a piece of foam look like a real rock. And... With a bunch of eyeshadow. Jamming eyeshadow into foam. That's how that was done. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like have paint. You see, I would have dry brushed it with paint, but I was like, this is this it. So it's going to have to work. Yeah. Well, that ended up coming out real good. I was a little bit nervous, too, because I only had like the grayish. Oh, it's not even. It was gray. It was silver. Uh, yeah. Paint, and I just started painting. I painted it the night before, and then I really, when we got there, I threw it in that wheelbarrow and I painted the shit out of it again. And I'm like, oh, this is not looking too great. You know, 
then Chandra's like, I got this. Let it dry. Yep. That's because I bake prop. Mm. We appreciate her. You got any questions, Anthony? What made you both want to get into film acting? Ooh, serious question. So, that was <laughs> funny, um, because I was just doing FX makeup on myself, and then my friend brought me in on an indie project, Spider-Man Monsters in Manhattan, where I got to work with Kevin Porter and um, a bunch of other really, really great actors. And I got to do the FX makeup on that. And then, so that was like my first stint with acting. I didn't have to act, I just did makeup. Um, but my first one was this guy named Eli reached out to me and was like, hey, I've seen you in a cosplay group. We want you to audition for the role of Rita Repulsa in our indie film, Powering Your Dark Unity. And I was like, um, I don't act, but I play really good dead bodies because you just lay there. And he was like, no, we want you to audition. So, like, I panicked, and I had smoked, and then I auditioned, and then I got the role. <laughs> so my first, my first official role was a villain. Well, that was fun. And I've just been doing it ever since. That was a year ago. Nice. I just saw you got casted for um, James's new film as well. Yes, Abigail. I'm playing Amy. I think that's the name. Amy? Yeah. Aaron, Amy. It's just the thing. Very white names. It's, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> what about you, Tim? What was the question? What made you want to get into acting? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, I've always been a quiet kid, uh, kind of a quiet, quiet person. So, um, but I'm always fascinated with, uh, you know, movie making and that type of thing. I'm the type of person who likes to know how things work. You know, I was a kid who took stuff apart and uh, put it back together or couldn't put it back together. But So I was kind of fascinated with how movies are made because I love movies and such, whatnot, special effects. And I had one, the first gig was a background actor gig um, back in 1983. Oh, shit. Um, Yeah, that was a while ago. But uh, it was at a drive-in theater in uh, Hyannis, uh, Mass., and I happened to be living down there for the summer, working in a restaurant. And uh, the movie was called One Crazy Summer, and uh, Bobcat Goldthwait was in and it. Demi Moore was in it, and John, John Cusack. Cusack. Yeah. Oh, Anthony. But I just—it was a really fun experience. So you know, since then, I was like, I want to get back into this sometime. And I worked in a restaurant business all my life, so I had no free time for anything. And um, left the restaurant business uh, about two years ago, and. Uh, started working with Pulsar Service. I said, you know what, now I have more time. Um, I want to get back into this thing again and, you know, uh, see what I can do with it, you know. Maybe it could be something I do in retirement, too. So I just have a lot of curiosity about it. I'm learning. I love to learn about it. That was good. I didn't know you um, you did something that long ago. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, it was so long ago. And I think uh, I probably could have been more prominently displayed in that movie had I not been partying my ass off uh, <laughs> and decided to blow off a scene that was supposed to shoot at like 5 in the morning and instead stayed up all night with some friends partying. <laughs> but but that was my first taste. and It, it was fun. It was really fun. Nice. And I just started directing recently, so I think I started my first short in 
2020. Yeah, it was it was 2021 when I did my first show because I just posted a, a picture on my Instagram yesterday. Actually, it was from 2021 and to now, and I got two films coming out next year. Doing, I'm doing stuff. I am doing stuff. You got anything, Anthony? What What was it like auditioning for Andrew? Oh, so um, I have him walk in and they sit on this couch, right? Uh, I got the role because my friend James had posted it and I reached out to Andrew I was like hey um, what do you need what are you looking for and then he just kind of asked me a bunch of questions about myself and then I was just like hey I also do FX makeup (laughs) that's how I got but so I I didn't really have to audition it was kind of like hey you need a human do you want me to audition like it's cool and but yeah no it's just a bunch of questions asked Yes, yeah, I'm not that um, not that picky, you know. I I go, I talk, I feel the person out, and, and you know everybody everybody on set was was great too. Every bunch of talented people. So you know, I know uh, if if I could, I wish I had every single behind the scenes footage of what happened on that set because it would make for um some good special features. I tell you, man, we had some um some good laughs. But, I didn't stub my toe, dude. I'm tied to a chair. <laughs> <laughs> he looks up and then he, uh, uh, died on set. Um, and then his creepy lines in the car. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it sounds, dude, it sounds like you're about to give her a date rape drug. Like, can you not? <laughs> that was the notes to Josh. Like, um, make <laughs> this sound less date rapey or like just normal conversation, please. <laughs> <laughs> Put the phone down, baby. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. This is creepier than any kill we just did. <laughs> Please don't drop me. I'm hanging out the car. I don't know why I'm doing this. What are we doing? <laughs> I had to... We were filming... Uh, we're filming the inside, um, the inside of the car scenes, and I'm, I'm trying to get a good shot lined up, so I end up opening the door, and Josh is a... He's a crazy driver. So... Um, <laughs> I'm leaning. I got Tim. Tim's in the um, the left side, and uh, Chandra and Josh are up front. And I'm leaning like out the car, and there's a wall behind me. I'm worried about the car door, and he Josh is just dropping the creepy lines. And I'm like, oh, God, this ain't gonna work. I was like, God, we gotta we gotta do this again. He's like, again? Put the phone down. <laughs> uh, I'm done. I wish I had every single um, uh, moment that we because uh, I I cut. Uh, a lot of those, uh, but yeah, Josh was uh, Josh was funny as shit on set. So, finger pointing. Oh, the finger pointing. He's like, you know, I have a big obsession with Hulk Hogan. So <laughs> I'm gonna use the finger point. I'm like, all right. And then crazy eyes, and then fucking all the inappropriate jokes because we'd all somebody would say something, and we all just look like that does not. <laughs> Our Andrew. brains are perpetually in the gutter. Andrew. Yeah. When you mention Hulk Hogan and finger pointing, you're bringing me back to Hulk Hogan versus Kevin Nash and the finger poker doom. <laughs> yeah. Um, Josh was uh, big into the finger point, and that was like his signature move. So, uh, it. <laughs> He's driving that point home. Yeah, he was. He, I, I, I think there was like one point in the movie I was like, God, you can, you can use it, or I kept telling him not to use it. I don't remember, but. It was funny because in the scene, it's actually in the um, in the uh, trailer when um, Chandra's tied to the chair and we go up to Moose. Um, there's like a close up of Josh and he's like, 
you know, his lines like, don't you lay another fucking hand on her, and like, then he looks down. He's like, Aaron, you're right, baby. <laughs> this whole tone changed. Just like went from frantic to like, baby, did you just stub your toe? Like, <laughs> his whole tone changed like fucking dramatically, and it was, I'm like, <laughs> oh, it was, it was hilarious. But yeah, Josh, Josh did great too. Tim, how did I forgot how I um? Tim didn't audition either. I did not audition. No, I. I think somebody fell off the map, and he needed an actor, so... Um, oh, yeah, that's right. You were laughing. Tim was the little guardian angel that fell down to save us from that um, that other person. Yes. Hmm. I got that's lucky, right. I guess, and was able to jump in, which was pretty cool. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think you sent me your IMDb. Yeah, I may have. Um, I think we were just going back and forth on uh, Instant Messenger, uh, chit-chatting about it, and so I was kind of in the dark a little bit, but I figured, hey, I got about a week to study these lines. I think I can do this, so, uh, you know, by the seat of my, my pants, I studied every night after work. And do Don't work tell me, but I learned my lines the day before. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And, and you know, it didn't help to say, like, we, we tried to set up fucking three script reads, and they all failed miserably. No, I just yeah, have ADHD and no inability to read lines when I'm supposed to. And it was funny because we never uh, the, the plan was to um, film the farm scenes the first day and then the second day <laughs> film the uh, the car scenes. But I'm like, you know, just in case, I was like, I don't know how long this is gonna take because, um, but you know, just in case, bring everybody, bring your extra changing clothes. And at that point, everybody's fucking covered in blood. And no, I was not. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, Chandra does. Touched with blood, and everybody was like, "Put some blood on her." And she's like, "No, fuck you! Ain't no blood touching me." Nope. I'm already bruised and beat up, and then I took the the chair seat with me, and I stabbed myself. <laughs> that chair was like 500 years old. I can't believe like it lasted the whole film like that. I was so scared every time you sat down in that chair. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Or kicked and flipped out, and and then we have the people that own the farm that um you know the kept running in and like they're taking pictures of the set they're like oh my god the, it looks so fucking cool did we ever take those skulls out of there i don't know oh that's lovely anthony you got any questions yes i have a question for you andrew uh-oh uh-oh what made you have your killers look different you have one in a clown mask and one that looks like a mobster Oh yeah, well Dave actually is a mobster. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, first of all, you know Moose is always my. Um, you know, if you've been following my shorts, Moose is always the guy in the mask. Besides the first movie, but his face is very covered with his hair. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to mix it up. I, I think it worked real well. Uh, Dave's character is like, um, you know, it, Moose doesn't. He doesn't talk. He doesn't have any lines. It's just all brute force. But Dave is the. Um, he's very talkative, and the way he, you know, says his lines and stuff, it's it's very captivating. Um, and I, I don't know. I think they work well together. When I was writing the script, I, I knew I wanted to put uh, Moose's character in um, some kind of costume, and then. Um, when I was looking through uh, my stuff, and I was like, you know what, this—he actually came over, and we're trying different things on him, and um, I'm like, dude, this fucking works because his hair 
in front of the mask. It was fucking real creepy, and you know, we had a, we had a hat. He had like a um almost like a Jeepers Creepers looking hat that he had, and he put it on. And it was like, no, you know what? We're gonna do it without the mask. And, I mean, uh, without the hat, and it ended up looking better. But there was real no um there was really no reason behind it. Just I'm glad it worked well. You also got to work with a co-director this one, I believe, Andrew. Oh, Neil. Uh, yeah, Neil um, had some um, stuff that came up, so he didn't get to uh, attend this time. Oh, okay. So it's just you this time around. Oh, yeah. me. Oh, me, oh, me. Okay, originally he was supposed to co-direct. Yeah. Yep. It was just all me this time, running around like a madman like always. Tim Shagro, what was the most difficult scene to film? I, I felt as though, like, being dead on the floor was difficult. Uh, <laughs> lying in who knows what, a pile of dusty as, asbestos on the floor <laughs> with blood dripping down my face into my eyes and trying to stay still for, I don't know how long, it felt like forever. That was, uh, for me, that felt difficult. But, um, you know, being dead, I was just giving it my all. I, I remember walking in and, like, was stepping over Tim. Like, everybody's doing their things and, like, they're stepping <laughs> over him. And I'm like, oh, shit, Tim's still here. I was like, he plays a real good dead person. I mean, like, it was, he didn't even make a peep. He's just sitting there, like, on the floor, like, uh, while everybody's stepping over him. Yeah, I felt everybody's feet around me. And uh, I was just taking a break on the floor, my head resting on a little foam mat. <laughs> yeah. We took the, um, yeah, you can't see it. You're not going to be able to see it. But um, it was like almost like on like his jaw to his ear. It's like a little piece of foam mat just for him to rest his uh, head on so it wasn't on the floor. Uh, uh, nobody knows this, but Andrew. So a lot of the stabbing was kind of triggering for me. Uh, my brother was killed almost 12, 13 years ago. And it's a cold oh. case. And he died by stabbing. So... It was kind of hard, but I kind of, like, just had to get over it. And then it totally helped that everybody was making inappropriate jokes in between every set. So that was about it. Other than that, me being dramatic is something that a Leo can do normally. So, <laughs> Yeah, she, uh, she definitely killed it. Um, even, you know, falling down to the floor in the chair coming with her. I mean, I think the chair should get a special credit in the, at the end. I. <laughs> I, I, at first, when we, we, we were filming the scene, I didn't even see the, the chair come down until I, I was like, cut. I didn't even realize it until I went to go smack my hands on the ground, and I'm like, trying not to break character and go, what the hell did I just hit? So I'm like, what am I smacking my hands on? <laughs> the chair. Yeah, that chair, man. And like, we, the, a couple days before we, we, we filmed, me and Josh met up at the farm, and, um, that chair was in the corner, and we seen it, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if, you know, we can use this chair. Oh, yeah, I wonder if we can use this chair. Um, and then, you know, we get there, we set it up, and with no hesitation, she plops right down in the chair. She didn't even... I didn't even think twice. I just was like, I fit, it fit, like my Great Dane. It, it <laughs> so I'm like, oh, shit, okay. The only thing is I couldn't lean too far forward because the right part of the rocking chair was broken, so I'd, like, actually, like, dipped this way. It was great. Well, that's why um, the, the shit on the dresser kept falling over. Yeah, because every time I'd go back, I'd whack myself on it. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to pull me forward. Yeah, every time, like, the, you, got, you got, like, that little sign that we had set up, like, it makes, like, this big, huge bang noise. It's like, oh, shit. It scares the crap out of me every time. I'm like, son of a what the hell? 
and there wasn't a lot of bugs either. So you know, no, no bugs. Thank God. Um, we had a safe word no. on set, and that never got pineapple said. juice. Pineapple juice, and that never got said. So what was the pineapple juice for? A safe word. <laughs> you always need a safe word. You know, feel uncomfortable. Yell pineapple juice. It's something bothering okay. you. No one said pineapple juice. No. Nope. Uh, my wife and I, we use like banana and uh, raspberries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but on you, Anthony, you got anything? What's it like finding the bomb? Oh. Uh, just so you guys know, I have to dip out. My sister just arrived. Oh, okay. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, bye. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, what was the question? I think that question was for me, right? Anthony? Yes, it was for you. All right, so finding the farm that was difficult. So we, I originally had this um, this place secured, and then um, I was supposed to hear a call back. I never got anything, and so I'm riding around, and I see this kid um, playing basketball. Actually, the basketball court was where everybody parked. So I see, I see a kid down there playing basketball. I'm like, oh, look at all these barns and shit, and there was just a lot of land. And I go down there, and I ask him, and I was like, hey, do you think I could film a movie on here? And he's like, um... Let me write down your number, and I'll, I'll ask, you know, my dad owns the house, and he'll get back to you. And I ran down the street to go to the store, and within five minutes, he's, he's like, yeah, my dad said yeah. So I ended up going back that same day, and his dad takes me on this big, huge tour of the yard and everything and told me that, you know, they used to be into, like, theater. So, yeah, that was cool. But those guys were great. He was very helpful. What was it like working... On that location, Tim. Yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect, really, you know? I mean, it was just like, I didn't know, I thought it were, we were going to go into, like, this great big barn or something, and then when I saw the property, I'm like, you know, this place is kind of fucking creepy. Like, there's little piles of antique garbage everywhere, and uh, then going into, the, you know, what we call the barn looked like an old garage, and it's it was just like a dusty old museum of creepy shit uh old cash registers and toys and things covered in dust precariously stacked upon one another and you know at any given moment you could back into a pitchfork or something and literally yes there was pitchforks in there um (laughs) but i will say yeah there was no bugs so that was good (laughs) Yeah, no um, but uh, yeah, I mean the location was awesome. Um, I think uh, it's going to make for some great uh, backdrop to this this short. Yeah, there was um, the uh, the antiques and stuff that 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 guy was finding. Like the, he told me that him and his sons were uh, getting you know stuff ready like the day before we were filming, and he pulled out some good shit. I was really into those like uh, vintage signs that he was pulling out, like clothes for the season. Um, I think Tim, because uh, Tim does photography, he um, took a picture of, like, what was it, a fucking violin, or like, a, just a body of it? Yeah, it was like a cello. Yeah, a cello. Was a An old cello. Yeah, so that was just, like, Dirty, a, dusty, moldy. It was just a lot of different shit around the set, so it was it was a good time. Now, was any thought about trying to use any of that in your film, Andrew? We We, we used a lot of it. Um, even, um, there's some stuff I can't say, but yeah, we ended up using a lot of it. Um, actually there was one, if you watch the trailer, um, if you look on the dresser, there's a little clown head and, uh, I specifically 
made it a point to get that in. It was like a very old 1940s style bank of like a vintage clown. So it was fucking creepy as shit. And it, you know, it fit the scene. So that's in there. And there's a, there's a lot of stuff in there. I'm sure you'll see when the movie comes out. Now, were you surprised that you were able to, like, find all this stuff? Well, like I said, the, the guy found it for us. Um, we, we walked in, and we were, you know, touring it and looking around. We've seen some stuff, but um, the next time, you know, like I said, when I went with Josh, and um, this guy had a table out with just old toys and the, the little clown head. Um, we've seen all the pitchforks and stuff. The old cello that Tim was just talking about, that was um, off to the side. Um, all the cool little signs. He was just pulling it all out. There was just so much shit, I mean, in the actual, like, barn thing that, I mean, he probably had tons of more stuff, but it was just, like, stacked back then. You know, I wasn't going to go digging through everything. Yeah, it's like a picker's paradise. Yeah, exactly. Like, have you ever seen that show, um, American Pickers? It was something, like, just out of that. How long was filming on this film? Um, I think we were on set for... Uh, correct me if I don't see, but I think it was, uh, Tim, I think it was eight hours. Yeah, I mean, I think we started around ten and went till yeah. six, right? Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, we started at, so we all, we met there at ten. Um, you know, we set up, every, everything got, started getting set up. Um, we started filming, I think at eleven. It was, uh, that was the first scene was eleven o'clock, and I think it went to like six, so, but yeah, seven hours. So it was seven hour shoot. Now, was this your longest shoot, Andrew? No, uh, Mischief Night, we did uh, two days, but um, this was probably my longest day filming, but not my longest shoot. Which do you prefer better, two days or one day? A uh, long uh, shoot, one day. You know, this this wasn't bad, um, but, you know, two, two days gives you more time to, uh, you know, because shit always happens on set, you know, um, you know, if something happens, or you got to fix something. So, I mean, two days would be preferable, but, you know, it wasn't bad doing the one day. Tim, you mentioned earlier that you had to lie dead for several minutes or hours. What was it like trying to do that while everybody else was, like, filming and delivering their lines? I was, you know, I mean, I was being very focused on being dead, um, and every time... You know, they would, uh, you know, Andrew would uh, start filming again and, and shout action. And uh, Chandra started crying and screaming. And then I knew that was my cue for my, my hands to start shaking and my body to start shaking like I was on the way out, but I couldn't quite get there. Um, so, but I was focused in doing that. I was kind of, because I couldn't see anybody's faces and I, once in a while I'd see somebody's shoes go by. I was just thinking, like, I, I just need to use my best listening skills right now, and uh, they're, they're usually shit. But um, I was really focused on just listening to what was going on and thinking, like, when is this going to be over? <laughs> so I can get my face off the ground here. Um, I got a little uncomfortable after a while, but uh, I just felt like, you know what? It, do whatever you can for the part, you know? It's like try to bring it to life even though I was dead. What was it like working in the hot temperatures? I think we got really lucky on that. I mean, it has been brutally hot for the entire summer, and it was uh, warm but comfortable that day for the most part. We got lucky. Yeah, we really did. Um, I think I, uh, Tim even mentioned that on set. 
if if it was like um if it was during the, one of the days that we had the heat wave, we would all fucking died. There was a lot of people dressed in like you know, I mean, you know, Tim was kind of dressed light, but he had pants on. Um, Dave had you know Dave and Moose were fucking fully covered. Moose had a mask on. I think it would have been it would have been crazy. Makeup would have ran. You know, and fucking, it would have made for Tim's experience to be you know, even worse because just imagine how hot that old fucking little barn place would have been if it was 100 degrees outside and Tim's laying on the floor and, you know, a bunch of sticky blood and dust and it would have been crazy. But thankfully, we did get saved by the weather. It was very comfortable. One of the things I think we all forget to talk about, and I just realized this, what is this film about? Oh. Nobody... The, uh, the, we didn't talk about that? Holy shit. Um, the Devils 2 is about um, a group of friends that go on a road trip and they um, pull over on the side of the road to, you know, to take a break from driving and they come across this farmland that they decide to, you know, explore. And unfortunately for them, the farmland's owned by a, um, a cult from the 70s. So, um, yeah, use your imagination. Now, what were some of the inspirations for it? Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean, you know, there's always the inspiration of, you know, my fa- one of my favorite films, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Devil's Rejects. But other than that, really, I mean, I didn't really base it off of anything besides my, you know, my obsession for, like, fucking cults and serial killers and shit. Well, it seems like everybody's disappeared. Yeah. I know Tim was at work, too, so. All right. So we'll wrap this up. So when can people expect The Devils 2 to come out? The Devils 2 is going to come out in October. It will be out October. Um, it's not an official date yet, but you guys will know. Um, it's definitely coming out in October. I just haven't uh, picked a day in October for a um, few reasons, but um, October. It'll be on, your. I assume, your YouTube. Uh, this is actually going to go to uh, a few festivals first. Oh, this is going to be on a few festivals. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to go to a few festivals first. And then um, then probably after that, <coughs> uh, on YouTube, there is going to be a, um, a, uh, an official early screening, you know, in September for it, for, you know, cast and crew and stuff. But, um, yeah, after that, I think it's doing two festivals. And then, um, you know, we'll see after that. Okay. Well, you'll keep us updated. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep everybody updated. Like, um, if you didn't know, the trailer's out now. It's on my, um, it's on my, uh, I think it's everywhere. It's yeah, I'll share it also. On, it's also on the Two From Hell Facebook page as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I think with, even if Which will be follow, going up after recording. Yeah, um, and if you follow, you know, PBD Hara, they think they posted it. I think it's a little bit of everybody. It's not hard to find. Okay, so that, that wraps up our talk about The Devils 2. I want to thank Tim and Chandra for coming on, even though they both left. left. <laughs> but that's okay. You never know what's going to happen on Two From Hell. Yeah, exactly. People can come in. People can come out. This is a show where we do whatever the hell we want. People can expect unpredictability. That's it. As long as you expect that, then you're in, you're in good hands. Yes, because if we had some boring ass podcasts, <laughs> it would be no fun. <laughs> exactly. All right, so, so we do have some time. Why don't we talk about CT Horror Fest coming up? Should we do that, or should we do with news? 
No, we can talk about CT Horror Fest real quick. Okay, we are now moving on to CT Horror Fest. Since we have some more time left in the podcast. We don't want to cheat these people over like a 30 minute show. Yeah. Because that's no fun. So now CT Horror Fest is taking place September 16th, September 17th in Naugatuck, Connecticut at the Naugatuck Event Center. Yay. Yeah. Yay. You know, it's, uh, Connecticut Horror Fest is one of my... I, I really like that convention. I, um, I, you know, I've told this story a bunch of times before, but one of my favorite convention moments is from the 2018 one that we went to for mm-hmm. the Halloween um, VIP. But, um, yeah, I, you know, last year was a little crazy with the AC and stuff breaking, but um, I'm excited for the show this year. I'm just hoping it's not like last year with his lines out the door and it's just chaos. Because oh. last year was chaos. The Nortucket Event Center is a small building. Yeah, it's not it's not too too big. And if it gets filled up quick, watch out. It's just then you're gonna have chaos quickly. Yeah, I remember the uh, the lines last year around when we were. We were heading out at that time, and there was like lines like going around the building. It was crazy. Yeah, it's like a, it's like it's ridiculous. Seriously, mm. it's like they they needed to go to a bigger building. Instead, they stayed in the same building and have a convention that goes Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah, that's right. They're doing the two days, this which year. is weird because they're usually a one day convention. Yeah, but normal conventions are usually either Saturday or Saturday-Sunday. Mm. Not Friday-Saturday. So, let's get with the guest lineup. Yeah. Which I think is a very good guest lineup, quite frankly. It's being headlined by The Haunting of Hill House, which is a popular Netflix show. I've never seen it. Me neither. And uh, the headliner is Henry Thomas. He was also in E.T. and Cloak and Dagger. So I think that's probably why he's got the top billing out of everyone this year at CT Horror Fest. Then you got Mike Flanagan, who's making his first convention appearance ever. Is this his first convention appearance? Yeah. I believe so. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. And he was born in Salem, Mass. No shit. So kind of that's probably w- another r- real reason, probably why he's at this convention. I think. Yeah, he's kind of you know local. Yeah, it's local. Yeah. And then he Kate Segal from who, uh, from uh, the same Haunting of Hill House, and is Mike Flanagan's wife. Who just, um, who canceled? Alex Essos. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think she had a film commitment. Then you also have Annabella Gish from the same show. She was also in Mystic Pizza. They went all out on the show. X-Files, Midnight Mass. Of course they went all out this year, CT Horror Fest. Yeah. That's why I'm afraid it's going to be like last year. 
they went they went all out and they they really um they really went balls deep on the um the haunting on the hill house series well we're gonna see if it's really that popular uh i think it is man i mean it's like i said it's on netflix um i haven't seen it but i i don't really like seasons that much but and like you know I, I would try. I like seasons if they're good. I think like, it's just one season. That's it. Yeah. No shit. They just change the story every year. Same cast. More like uh, American Horror Story. Oh, okay. Then you had Keith David from The Thing, who was supposed yep. to be there last year. That's right. You had Tom Payne from The Walking Dead. Yeah. You have Scott Ian from Anthrax. <laughs> that's an, that was an interesting guest. That is an interesting guest, yes. Then you have Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton from Reanimator. Those are the guests. Yes. They're the headliners in our hearts. Yeah, yeah, in our eyes, me and Anthony's eyes, those are the headliners. <laughs> not the house, not the haunting on Hill House, Reanimator. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Shapiro from Hereditary. That's a good guess too. C.J. Graham. Well, first what, of two New England appearances. Yep, yeah, and he was supposed to be there last year as well. Yes, I say first of two because there'll be also at Monster Expo in October. In October, that's right. Yeah. You got Robert Brian Wilson from Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yep. Then you got. Judith O.D., Russ Steiner, and Kara Schron from Night of the Living Dead, if I'm pronouncing the last name right. I'm excited for that reunion, too. That's Yeah, fun. that's a good reunion, yeah. It's fun. You have Ari Lehman from the original Friday the 13th. And the band First Jason. First Jason, <laughs> yes. Ian McCullen from Zombie. That's good. That was um. Fulci. They just, yeah, they just announced that too. Yeah, actually, that's the replacement guest for Alex Essos. Yeah, that was that's fun. That's a good one. And was, you're wrapping up the list with Stephen Gonzalez and Dave Tango from Ghost Hunters. There you go. That is the lineup as of now. Lineup subject to change. Yeah. Um, we all know I, what happened last year around this time. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, uh, yeah. I think like a couple, was it a week before the show or something that, um, so, uh, who dropped? And Keith added, David, I think, dropped. And then they added uh, James Jude Courtney. Like, yeah. what was that? Okay, that's. Probably the only time you'll get, like, an upgrade. That was insane. Yeah, that was, like, an upgrade from what was supposed to be. Yeah, they, then it was just me and Anthony. I remember talking about that, like, holy shit. We literally had to rush down this line once we got in the building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. That was the corner from hell. Oh, yeah. And we knew it was going to be the corner from hell. Yeah. That's Going in had. there, we knew we had to get him first. Yeah, that was our goal. Before I had to visit the lovely couple. 
<laughs> Which they put them in the wrong spot. I know. Definitely. But yeah, I'm excited for uh, CT Horror Fest. It's gonna yeah, be I, I think James Hugh Corny should have been where Skeet, all the big names were. Yeah, I mean, that, that area was very crowded, but it, it, was, was, it was more like um, organized. Yes. Because you had Kathy from Hocus Pocus over there, who had a crazy line. You had Skeet and Lillard. Who probably broke the convention. Yeah, and then you had in the middle the uh, the couple from Paranormal Activity. With hardly anybody. Yeah, no lie. Yeah, you probably could have put James Hugh Courtney there. It would have been a yeah, lot that easier. Was, yeah. Or, or move the Halloween people over there. Yeah, that would have, that would have worked. But yeah, you know, a lot better than... I don't know why they wouldn't have thought that James Hugh Courtney would have been that big of a draw. Because in Rhode Island Comic Con, he wasn't that big of a draw. Hmm. Didn't feel like it. Maybe yeah. I... But you know, Rhode Island Comic Con, that's a, that's a total different um... con. Yeah. But then again, Skeeton Matthews can still draw lines anywhere they go. You put those guys anywhere. Any con. Anywhere. I was just amazed at the. I was like in the room, I was just amazed at the line they had. Yeah, Both just at the past Monster Mania, they were staying hours after closing just to sign autographs. Damn, David Arquette, Jamie Kennedy, probably. Yeah, yeah every, all of them. I would like to have a Scream reunion this year, but I'm doubt, I doubt they'll do that again. Why, well, Rhode Island Comic Con? Yeah. Yeah, I doubt it. But it would be I nice. Do. It would be nice. But I definitely doubt that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Now, have you seen any films lately? As let's wrap everything up. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I've seen um that new Blumhouse movie on Peacock, um, They Slash Them. Let's quickly talk about it. I saw it too. Yeah, uh, really not to, much to talk about for me. I I really like it that much. Um, and I I just remember one part that it broke out in a fucking musical. That made like no sense. Yeah. It's coming from a three-time Academy Award nominee, too, this film. Yeah. I could not figure that out, why we broke into musical. And this was written by someone who's been nominated three times for an Oscar. Yeah, well... It's like, what the... F- ain't getting an fuck? Oscar for that movie. You ain't getting no freaking Oscar for that film, that's for sure. The only good thing about that film is Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that's that's kind of what sold it uh, for me. That's what made it at least watchable. Yeah. Even then, I did not like the way they went with the villain in this film. Because they were like leaning towards this whole thing that Kevin Bacon's going to be the villain. And even in the first half of this film... Kevin Bacon's going to be the villain. Somehow he's going to go... He's the one who's going to kill these people. And there was probably a reason why he killed somebody randomly. Just to like cut, keep things quiet. But no, they don't. Instead, they went the opposite route. Yeah, the movie kind of confused the shit out of me. I was expecting a better slasher film, literally. Yeah, I didn't... With I everything... 
I was expecting maybe a low survival count, quite frankly. I think this film, I think, suffered from way too many characters. Don't get me wrong, the characters are interesting, but it's just... I just don't like everything rushing to the third act. Then go this route where Kevin Bacon is not the villain in this film. Don't get me wrong, he's a bad guy in this film. Yeah. But he should have been the main villain in this film. Under normal horror rules, he would be the main villain. But you don't but that doesn't happen unfortunately. Yeah. We also saw Circus of the Dead. Oh, that fucking movie. Holy shit. Wild, wild yeah. movie. Yeah. Wild, wild slasher. It was a wild slasher. I um I enjoyed the shit out of that movie. That was really good. And it's gonna be a while before we get a sequel. Yeah, ho- hopefully we get one though. It it may it'll be a while. It, we, even, we even watched the um uh the short that was under it. Yes. Now, you if you have the Blu-ray and you watch the whole film, the short makes sense of the post-credit scene. Yeah. Because without watching the short, you have no idea what the hell was going on in the post-credit scene. Because you think it's just some random introduction of a new character. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was that was good. Okay, uh, what else did I... I saw one... You've seen the Black Phone? Yeah, I saw the black phone. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Great film. Yeah, finally, finally, Anthony seen the black phone. Yes, I finally saw the black phone. It's a great film. I talk more about that actually on episode eighty-two of the podcast, my solo podcast, because mm. I did record a review for that film. But Ethan Hawke is just great in this film. Yes, he's he's amazing. Probably he's, one of the best horror performances of the year. And there is talks about a sequel. Oh, this is going to be a sequel. Most definitely. Oh, now there is. <laughs> Scott Dickinson wants to do a sequel. Yeah. Joe Hill gonna... wants to do a sequel. It's going to Nobody's going to tell you what the sequel is because it's under lock and key. Yeah. Because Joe Hill will not let it out until he lets it out. So uh, don't expect any rumors on what's going to happen next. Yeah, it's we, it's going to be a while. I don't know what they could do with a sequel, quite frankly. Yeah, I don't know. Good question. Maybe uh, if, if the only thing I could uh, maybe a before. But then again, it probably ruins the main character of the villain. I like the fact you know nothing about the guy. Yeah. yeah. You have it's, to go all the way back to all the other victims. And it's like, we don't need to go back there. We've already known this story. That's enough. Yeah, I don't know. I, they, I just heard there was rumors of them wanting to do the sequel, and they're probably going to do it, but I, I want to see what direction they take on it. I mean, you can go. There's you know tons of you know different angles you can take, but you you got to go with the one that makes the most sense. It's got to be supernatural again. Uh, yeah, 100%. If it's not supernatural, forget about it. It's not going to work. I don't know. 
So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait around and see. Probably not gonna hear anything for a while. Yeah, probably not for at least another year or so, I would think. Yeah. Because after all, Joe Hill is the only one that probably knows. Him and Scott Dickerson are probably the only two people that know about it. Yeah. Neither is gonna talk, so it's gonna be a while. A while, like if we, I think we're. Oh, there will be a sequel probably in the next two three years. Yeah, maybe they'll start filming next year and release it the year after. But you know, you got anything else? That's about it. Do you? Uh, let me think. Uh, no, that's it, man. Well. Yeah. This wraps up another edition of Two from Hell. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and Instagram for yep. all the latest information on the podcast. And you can find Two from Hell on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, along with DocDiscussions.com. All right, man. All right. That was a, that was a fun episode. Yeah, it was a good episode. Well, later. All right, Anthony, I'll talk to you later, man.